Blog Talk Radio.
Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is the empress, and it is the empire, and of course, this is not our normal night. Yes, I got a couple people inboxing me now saying, yeah, I didn't know you had a show tonight. Yeah, I told y'all I was going to be doing some things different this year, and yes, it is still February, the love month, and we talked about emotions, and we talked about women last night, and it was all gravy, but tonight we're going to just slow it down just a little bit. Slow it down. We're not going to be crying. Uh, we might not going to be tearing up. Well, you might tear up. I don't know because music is supposed to soothe the soul. It's supposed to be the gradient to where people can always meet. Music heals everything, kind of like love. Music supposedly is able to heal everything. And with me, I have a musician out of this world, like really, really great musician. I think that um, you're either born with gifts. And the talents that you learn are even greater if you're gifted. But it's a difference when you can, you know, hear that someone just has a gifting. I don't know how long he's been playing, but we're going to talk about it tonight. Mr. George Freeman, are you there? And can you hear me? Yes, I can. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so glad that you decided to come on to the Empire. It took us a week or two to get it together, but we finally got it together. And tonight we want to talk about this music. And for those of you ladies who are inboxing me, just know I'm not going to answer any of your questions on inbox. If you have questions, you need to call us live because we are live on Blog Talk Radio tonight at 646-478-5625. And with that being said, this is our first time... <laughs> this is our first time being on the air with Mr. George Freeman, and I want you all to welcome him to the show. Um, a lot of people are saying, get him on the phone. He's on the phone, okay? Please say something so they can know that I'm just not talking, Mr. Freeman, and that you're actually on the phone. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Freeman. All right, Ms. Cooper. I am, uh, like you said, George Freeman. I've been playing um, music for over the last maybe 20 years or so. Um, I'm 36. Uh, I love music. I feel like music is the, uh, like you said, it connects everybody. I've seen many cases where, you know, uh, you have many different ethnic backgrounds, even, you know, males and females, whatever the case may be. And, you know, just the way music, um, brings people together is amazing. And I'm, and Mm -hmm. I'm blessed to be, to have that gift. So, yeah. Real cool. Well, I'm, so did you did you almost stutter when you said your age? Because it's okay. Like, ain't nothing wrong with you being thirty six. I mean, did you stutter? No, a no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't. I ain't said. I'm just putting it out. I know you said uh, to say some things about me. I ain't really know right off whether you know what I was gonna put out yeah. there. But um, yeah, that was a few things. <laughs> Yeah, so listen, how long have you been playing? Because from what, first of all, let me just say this. When I was online one day after having gone to an event here locally with another artist, um, I will just be honest, uh, the pictures and everything associated with other events in the past took me to YouTube. And when I went to YouTube, I saw these this other musician playing and that sort of thing. And then I heard the I heard the keyboardist. I was like, Lord have mercy. I was like, who is that? And so I simply just, you know, I did my little Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, and musical uh, hiatus and, and went on an investigation and came up on George Freeman playing Jingle Bells. That's, you were playing <laughs> Jingle Bells. And I was like, oh, my God, this dude is like that funked up. Jingle Bells, what is inspired, and first of all, how long have you been playing? How long have you been playing um, the keys? I would say a little more, like I said, about 20 years. I've been playing ever since I was uh, five, but 
you know, I really started playing um, in church around about 13. And then, you know, mm-hmm. from there, around about 17 or 18, really started getting into jazz and different things. So, yeah, I've been playing a, a mm-hmm. little over 20 years. Do you have a particular type of music that you like more than other? Well, I'm a, jazz really, smooth jazz really speaks to, you know, more what I like, neo-soul. And, um, you know, back in, you know, Lauren Hill, Miss Education, uh, you know, D'Angelo, mm-hmm. a lot of his first records, you know, that, that type of sound mm-hmm. is a lot of the sound that, that drove me. And, of course, a lot of the um, older school cats um, and, and, and as well as the new cats as far as uh, Robert Glassman. I really like his work and, and different things like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I really sway more towards jazz. I love gospel. Gospel has been just really like a, a secondhand thing, you know, growing up in church and, and playing it all the time. But as far as my writing style and, and what I think that I, I produce best, I think it would be smooth jazz. Okay. So you did say gospel because I think it's pretty common when you talk about musicians. Like, I'm just going to speak for me. I can't speak for everybody else. But when you think about musicians, to me, when when, when I hear the word musician, I do. I think about the church and I think about the drummer and the organist or the pianist. Now, have you? Did you have the desire to play any other instrument, or was this just your take and you ran with that? Because in the church, you in the old church, because I'm older than you, from the old church, you didn't have saxophone players. You might have had if you had what what was like a jazzed up church back in the day, a bass player. But you definitely always had a keyboardist and you had a drummer. So is right. the influence. The influence of the church, does that translate over into jazz? Because I've never actually heard it that way. I've heard about gospel being influential uh, in other ways, but do you think that you use some of that same type of emotion in uh, playing? Of course, yes. Um, You really, like you said, get taught to express yourself in in praise and whatnot uh, when you're playing in gospel music. But it just really, like you said, it carries over to anything else that you do. You know, you get real, um, you know, involved in it or, or so to speak, in the zone, I would say. And you, it, it is you speaking through your instrument. And a lot of emotions and different things can come through your playing depending on, you know, how well you know your craft and, and you know, how fluid you are into and in the spontaneous playing, you know, so definitely. Now, artists like yourself usually have just an affinity to artists that are at least, and I don't know if this is the right word, but I I don't want to sound like, but I think that you guys can recognize when somebody don't know what they're doing, or someone who just you know, kind of filibustering through it. They're uh, just mimicking what someone else does. With regard to uh, music, I know you can hear the difference between old school music and new uh, music like lyricists, you know, people who write, because you also write and compose. Do you see that there's a big, big difference between um, the musical artistries, you know, the forms of music like pianists and drummers and that sort of thing from the past versus today? And if so, who who, who, well, who inspired you? Okay. Uh, the first part of your question is funny that you mentioned that. I'm going to try to tie it all together. So like you, okay. like you said, I started out um, listening to gospel and um, playing gospel, whatever the case may be, and also listen to a lot of rap. But, you know, began the early 90s, you know, rap had a lot of jazz elements in it. They did a lot of sampling from a lot of uh, jazz records. So when you were listening to rap in the 90s, you were listening to a lot of the old jazz and stuff. So that really was a, a turning influence to me because I was big and, you know, uh, Biggie, the Tupac, the you know um, that era, and Jay Z and all the guys, and like I said, they used a lot of um, jazz elements as well. But uh, it gospel as well. Hold on one second. But um, as far as inspired um, musicians that inspired me, George Duke, 
And like you said, I, I, or you hadn't said it yet, but on my record, I remade Sweet Love. And, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. a tribute to, you know, how much I love Anita Baker's voice. But, mm-hmm. you know, as well as George Duke's writing and his ability to uh, get outside of smooth jazz and even cross over into R&B. So I like the collectiveness of, you know, gospel, jazz, the mix that it can bring as well. I believe they all kind of relate a great degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something about um um in the you know, in the church, you know, the risk I I'll say this about today. I can't speak from um I cuz I don't know if I really paid attention to music as I do now and what people are actually saying, the words that they're using. Um but the artists some of the artists today, they just for me, they pale in comparison to the old artists with regard to like singers. You mentioned Anita Baker. Certain songs that she was singing just created this move inside of yourself, whether you were a Anita Baker fan or not. It could be something in the background of a movie. I can remember uh, the movie with uh, Whitney Houston. The score behind that that movie where she was in the bodyguard, I think the movie did well, but the the music behind it did so much more. Are there certain events in your life that create? Did that happen for you? Say that last part one more time. You were breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry. In in well, I'm I'm not a musician myself. I can't play nothing. I, I can't play anything at all. But I know that sometimes sometimes I want to sing. I do sing, and certain things will just meet you at a certain place, and you end up right. wanting to create from that point. Are there certain things that happen in your life? For instance, like some of the songs on your newest album are just amazing. And like the song Hopeless, like where, what inspired that? Or did you have the music in your head and then you started to play it and it just got named or how does that happen for you as an artist? Well, what's funny is that you were just mentioning about um, Whitney Houston and how that soundtrack really did a lot more than the movie. Um, I, I used to love, uh, and I still do, I think it's a, a real nice movie, uh, Love Jones. And um, in Love Jones, I, I heard this song. You know, I heard it so, I heard it before, but when I heard it and, and in watching, in context with watching Love Jones, it really kind of stuck with me through the years. And I mean, I was, you know, young when I saw it. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, it kind of stuck with me, and I just decided to remake it because the tune kind of just like was one of them type of things. Like you said, it kind of made you feel. It just kind of made you feel a certain way, a certain kind of comfort. That's what I kind of mm-hmm. felt like. You know, you know, remaking that song. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the older that you're getting, since you've been an artist for so long, almost half of your life you've been an artist, that life is bringing out a different level of creativity for you because this is creativity. Like when you can sit at a piano and your, your own person form song and, and form words and can compose like, that's not just something that everybody can do. Some people can't even mimic what somebody else has done uh, well enough to convey the same message. So, um, is there something that you have to like? Is there a space you got to get into, in order to for that to happen? Well, it's, it's depending on what it is. When you're a full time, you do this full time. You know whether you feel like it or not. You kind of got to get in there and make it happen. But as far as like when I'm writing for just myself, creating uh, records, yeah, you do have to be in a space where you're not really thinking about the cares of life or in, in some instances you use the cares of life to, like you said, uh, create, create a, 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 an expression about that. that mm-hmm. Just like you hear a lot of, a lot of songs about, you know, losing loved ones and, and missing my, uh, you know, sp- uh, spouse or whoever it was that they were with at the time, whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know, one of them type of things they were going through that at the time. So when they sing it, you know, you, you feel it. So, 
So yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely, definitely, definitely use life and also use uh, political things happening. You know, I've also this next record that I'm writing, I'm going to do a song that that kind of you know meshes um, the the uh, the Negro anthem with uh, some of the 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 uh, the other things we do, you know, America wise mm-hmm. and songs, just, just to, you know, kind of show in, in music what it should really be like. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many things that we use to separate our, ourselves as far as like even, you know, money status, uh, you know, skin color. It's funny, we, we even discriminate on each other in our black community with the light skin and the dark skin. And it's just mm-hmm. so many different ways we use to you know, separate ourselves. Even musically, you see some cats look at cats that play a different genre in a certain kind of way instead of, you know, embracing what everybody has to offer and their different expressions. So, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's so have you throwing shade as musicians too? Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> funny how, how they do it, though, because it's, it's I've never looked at musical or playing as a sport or a competition thing. Uh, like you said earlier in the show, you know, you, you got to have a certain level of, of technical experience and, and it should be able to be uh, evident in your playing and what you do. But, you know, once you get to that level, everybody has different styles. And then sometimes, you know, uh, certain cats get hated on by their style. Their styling, you know, what what this group over here is doing. So, you know, it gets looked at in a certain mm-hmm. light or whatever case may be. It's like, you know, country music and um and, and jazz. It's two totally different aspects to you know, they come from two totally mm-hmm. different things. And uh, you know, people can look at it and say, Okay, well this is not effective when there's still millions of people on both sides that, you know, love the music. So I, I just think everybody should just respect each other's style, each each other's, uh, you know, technique, and, and mm-hmm. pull together to see if we can't make things better. Yeah. So one thing, let's see, who said that? I was watching uh, a live feed from Drake at one of his latest concerts, and he actually made a comment about the power of music and how music, just music, if you just take away who the artist is, it's just the music, it's just that artistry, it pulls people from all different backgrounds and all different races, all different religions and places, even in the world together for the sake of the music. Like they're hearing, they have to be hearing something similar to the same body for like, say a concert. But you mentioned an uh, interesting point about um, race. And, you know, here on the empire, we talk about whatever the truth is without having to be apologetic about it. And one thing that I do know, that for some reason, I think jazz in and of itself, jazz particularly, along with rock and roll and some forms of classical music, I don't know what category you would put that in, bridges people that doesn't segregate them like, say, rap does, some forms of gospel mm-hmm. music does. Um, it's That's almost right. like the great people just separate out. Can you say that you write in gray that you write blindly that it doesn't have race to it or do you sometimes have to um attach who you are as a black man into your music is is does that make sense yeah that makes sense and i guess the best way i can answer this is of course my experience as a black man is going to have to come out in my music and is you know being being black is just only something that somebody that is black can explain. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I look at, you know, my our fellow races, and sometimes you know I, I see comments online and different people that get upset at, you know, them for their thinking. But you know, I, I take it and I look at it, and and I ain't trying to get on this too long either. But you know, I take I look at it like as, you know, they don't understand. It's one of those type mm-hmm. of things you you know, you can you can hold them accountable for what they do, 
but it's, mm-hmm. it's certain things that they will never understand, and you know, you just have to accept that in that perspective. Well, but as far as that's the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. No, that's the truth. I mean, um, that's okay to stay on that if you want to say because I think that it has to be influential to your artistry. Like if you already know yeah. that people come with these preconce- preconceived ideas about what even your capability is, and I think in the black community we do that. We do that with black musicians. I mean, if you if nine out of ten times most people know musicians or artists that are either rappers or they're in the church. And if it's you're a true. black man that's an artist in the church, a lot of other preconceived ideas come with that. Have you ever faced any of those types of <laughs> blacks? Nah. <laughs> I haven't had this problem, y'all. And, you know, but I do know what you're talking about. And, it, yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's kind of evident, you know, what's the... Uh, what's become the norm to a great degree. And uh, mm. I don't know, I, I, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I, okay, so what are you, what are you asking <laughs> about that? <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm not because I know it probably sounded like, and most people would probably to mind, come to mind, is she talking about gay? I'm not really talking about gay as much as, you know, that's a part of it, but it's that whole sexual thing you get when you talk about artists. If you look at the movie like Motown, or if you look at the Five Heartbeats, or if you look at the movie that Beyonce was in where she was a singer, there always is some gravity of sensuality that comes with being an artist. It's a, a certain level of... Uh, not ambiguity as much as it's like you really can't tell like what's going on with certain artists. And I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of drummers. I know a lot of drummers and I know a, a lot of organists. And all of these guys are, are straight, but I know that the whole idea that most people would associate, say, with pop stars or rock stars, they have groupies. They have people that follow mm-hmm. them all the time to see them perform and that sort of thing. That's more what I meant. Do you have that type of, um, you catch that kind of uh, fame or mis- misfortune with people kind of putting them in a box when it doesn't fit you? Well, first, first, there, like you said, there is something about somebody doing something that touches you in a way emotionally and they don't know you. They haven't said anything to you at all. And, and, and so that's the power. That's the power of music. Most of the time when you uh, deal with somebody or somebody touches you emotionally, it's because you encountered them. You know what I'm saying? But when you're dealing with it in a musical standpoint, you not necessarily encountered them. You don't know them and they don't necessarily know you. But, you know, what's being done touches or moves them in a way that, like like I'm saying, somebody that's sitting right next to them hasn't even tapped into that. So that, a lot of the times, becomes the driving force behind, you know, may, maybe that attraction to artists. Now, as far as me, I've experienced, uh, uh, you know, certain times where you can tell people are infatuated for, with what you're doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. So, you know, you kind of, you kind of, you can be one of the two. You can take it for what it's worth or you can take mm-hmm. it, take advantage of it. And, you know, that's what a lot of the artists get a bad rap for, from. It's taking mm-hmm. advantage of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I always wonder what how you guys feel about because I think like when you go on tour and things like that, or you have an event where you have to perform something that you have to practice and practice and practice. Because I used to be in the band, I used to play the flute. They told me my daddy told me that I could not play a saxophone because that was a boy's instrument, and I couldn't play the drums because that was a boy's instrument. You're a girl, you need to pick a girl's instrument, and I was either going to play the flute the clarinet or the piccolo and I just thought that the piccolo was like a made up instrument for real so I chose the flute because <laughs> my sister <laughs> my right. sister chose the clarinet so I'm wondering if um, 
do you get tired of playing the same things or is it really the same? Because I've, I've, I've not been a group. I follow people who do perform and they do a little bit different every time. Even if they're playing the same set, they are a little bit different every time. Do you get tired of doing that or do you like to wait till you get into that venue and say, okay, this is what I'm going to play? Which one is more what you'd like to do? Well, when you're going out of town, of course, you want to make sure that, you know, whatever band you're playing with, not in case you're bringing your own band, it's kind of tight on your music. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. not one of those type of things where you really want to kind of change things at the last minute. But as mm-hmm. far as keeping keeping your set fresh, I believe that is definitely necessary that you're always, you know, keeping yourself inspired to play and also challenging yourself and giving your listeners something to look forward to every time you come. So they'll say, you know, they won't be able to uh, predict your show. So no, I don't let, um, you know, what I do get uh, stagnant or routine to, to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mm-hmm. always like to keep it, uh, keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. And 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 I wanted to ask you, wanted to ask you this in the second portion, but I think I want to go ahead and ask you now, uh, with regard to the influence that you have, because most little boys, I would guess, I'm just guessing, most little boys, especially today, would be more so influenced of of a rapper, of a vocalist, or a football player, or someone who's like action figure. Why is it that you think black boys aren't more attuned to the arts is it do you think it's just the media or do you think that what do you think i think it's a combination of media and exposure i believe the media right now it you know there's a there's an underlying agenda anytime you have music that we make is is vulgar as as it is and it gets down to really, you know, stuff that your your kids shouldn't really listen to until they're grown almost. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's, it's it is what it is, and it's kind of like one of the type of things where, you know, that's what they get get programmed to believe is cool. When that's all you mm-hmm. see on TV is the guys with the rims, and the you know that's where the girls are at with the bathing suits on and stuff. Then uh-huh. hey, no, I don't want to be sitting somewhere in no smoky club listening to jazz, and I want to be out. So <laughs> it's that that you know portraying that you know that that's going to get the girls. That's you know that's what's cool. That's what's happening. And so a lot of the. Do you uh, think you have to be grown and sexy though? Like, cause I I hear that a lot uh, in the what you mean jazz club. Like the I don't know if I recognize when I was young hey Sharon I'm losing you I think okay can you hear me now yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I, I don't know. Blog, blog Talk is going to get a phone call from me as soon as we're done because it's just really grainy tonight, even more so than it's been in the past, and I do apologize. But what I was asking is, do you think that the type of music that you write and compose is a general population type of uh, music, or do you think it is geared toward the grown and sexy? I feel like it's I feel like it's geared towards, like you said, grown and sexy, intellectual. I think it's for the professional. You know, uh, I believe, you know, kids with a, um, a old soul would like it. Because I know when I was younger, I, I still liked a lot of older music that I thought was, you know, more mature. It's not necessarily something that would, you know, you would think a young person would like. So, But you do have a lot of young people out there that have like like that, you know, that old soul or, or that mature mind that that sees past the um the microwave music that we got today. We got a couple people on the phone, and before I because it's really just really grainy, and I do a 
we do a, a, a repeat um, so that we can get a cleaner shot of 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 the conversation because it's really helpful for me. I think that a lot of people are just kind of removed from their creative side. And as a musician, I think that you guys kind of live in that on a day-to-day basis. So I I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number, and we're going to open up a couple other lines just to see if you have any questions for myself or for George Freeman. 8026, are you there? Yes, ma'am. I'm here, Miss Sharon. This is my first time actually Hearing of him, I haven't heard any of his music. If I did, mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was him that I was listening to. But um, I had a question that I wanted to ask him. Uh, is it being played um, on the radio, like, say, Samson and Mobile, um, on Sunday mornings, uh, they have the smooth jazz um, that they play, all of the, the jazz, smooth jazz, uh, up until about, Two or three o'clock. Um, are you on air there? Are they playing any of your music there? Well, I'm on air all over the country, and I'm I'm not sure if I'm at that exact radio station right now. But if you uh, if you did want to hear me at that radio station, a good thing would do be is to call them. And let them know, you know, hey, I want to hear um, George Freeman's music or whatever the case may be, and uh, and and I'm sure they would get it on, or or either if you give me who who it is or whatever, you know, I'll be able to get in contact with them and get my music to them. But um, yes, I have a radio promoter who's um, has been getting my music played all over the country. Um, my record was on Billboard charts um, last year. So, yeah. Well, we're going to get you on the mobile, baby. We're going to get you in the mobile. We're going to get you in the Birmingham. (laughs) And the thing is, is people... A lot of artists, I think, get pocketed. People in... Is it North Carolina or South Carolina where you live? I'm in North Carolina. You're in North Carolina. So, I'm sure the North Carolinians, they know that this is... You know what they do. They know the music. They hear the music. But the thing is, is we don't share enough of the right stuff. And we're going to change some of that tonight. Six one zero six. Are you there? And did you have a question for myself or for my guest, Mr. George Freeman? Six one zero six. I hear you. No question. Just say hello. Okay. Don't Hi. say hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have anything to add? Hey, how are you? I'm good, Miss Sharon. How are you doing? Hi, Mr. George. Okay. Any- hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. So I understand that um, you are basically in the jazz field. Yes. Okay. Um, just one question. Um, since you're in jazz, do you see yourself stepping out of the realm of jazz? I grew up in the church, of course. I am a singer, and I don't brag about it. But I've had um, I've, um, I tried out for American Idol, and I was going to try for The Voice in Nashville, Tennessee. But I am on the lookout for a manager and someone to write my music. Um, jazz. I love jazz, but I particularly sing, um, of course, gospel and R&B. Do you see yourself stepping out of the realm of jazz? And are you looking well, for any singers? <laughs> and yes, are you looking I, I for do. any singers? <laughs> <laughs> sure, look me up on um, on my website, and I, I love to hear what you, uh, some of your work, but uh, I am uh, dibbling dabbling a little bit of a few genres. I'm doing some things uh, gospel. I'm doing some things CCM. I'm also doing some things with my niece, and she's more uh, modern day R&B, you know, pop. So I'm, you know, I, I work in in all genres. But um, yeah, smooth jazz has just been the main one as far as my artistry goes. 
Well, before we go too much further, I want to try to play something from our George Freeman because the ladies say, yeah, well, I ain't heard about it. So I'm going to put you on a quick hold, George Freeman, and we're going to try. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm going to have to talk to Blog Talk because this is why I need my own radio station. I need to get back in the studio because the graininess is, is bothering me. It's very hard to appreciate uh, audio uh, gift if you can't hear. But we're going to try. We got a song called Sweet Love, and we'll talk about it right after it plays. Be right back. play. I told you. Y'all gonna learn to listen to me. And yes, Tremaine, I told you I'm at perfect note and I got your message and listen. You got you got you gotta do it now. It's in writing. It's an informal consent. We want him at perfect note here in Birmingham, Alabama. George Freeman, thank you so much for coming on to the show. But listen, you got some stuff going on tomorrow. Tell us about that. Okay, tomorrow what I what I got is an annual Valentine's Day get together. That's what I call it because I don't want nobody to feel excluded. The ones who don't have a date, everybody is welcome. So every year I throw this and I try to bring in 
you know, some different artists, whether it be a horn player, singer, or, or, or what have you, to come in and, and be featured and, you know, do their thing. And this um, year, I'm bringing in uh, a lovely lady. Her name is uh, Monique McLeod, and she's a beautiful psalmist. I also have uh, my band with me, and these guys, they've been playing with me for over the last maybe 10 years, and we've played with for some of the most well-known um, players in jazz, uh, Pamela Williams, uh, Althea Renee, uh, Eric Darius, uh, Gail Johnson. Uh, this, it, I mean, it's just a bunch of different people we played with over the years. But um, these guys are A1 musicians, and it's just going to be a great show. We're going to play a good 45 minutes to an hour soon, and, you know, we're going to have the DJ come on. It's going to be here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, at the Ambiance Entertainment venue. So, yeah, that's what we got coming up. That's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be real fun. Well, great. So let the people know, besides tomorrow, in case you're not in North Carolina and you want to bring uh, George Freeman to your area, how can they get in contact with you through social media? You can look me up on Facebook, uh, Facebook, George Freeman Jr. Uh, you can check me out on my website, uh, Um You can look me up on Instagram, uh, handle gfree910. So um, through all those sources, I'll be constantly posting, you know, different things that I'm doing, what's coming up next. You know what I got coming out. Uh, new record is coming soon. I'm working on some new music now. So working with some uh, great artists that's going to be added, you know, on the record. So I'm I'm really excited. And you guys uh, out there, listen, continue to support live music. It's one of the realest and purest purest forms of music, I believe. And um, as long as you support it, it will not die. And also continue to support your independent artists. You know, it's 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 definitely it's definitely um a whole lot easier to do it when you got a label. But when you're out here, you know, working and and you're doing everything else along with being an artist, it can be rough. But you know, when you have those fans and those people that come up to you and and tell you, you know, how their music inspired you or, you know, how they felt when they heard a certain song, it just really makes it worthwhile. So I just, you know, you guys continue to um, support live music. Look me up, uh, friend me on Facebook, and um, follow me. And like I said, I'll be continue to post stuff, and uh, you'll hear about it. Um, places you can catch my music, uh, I'm on Amazon, I'm on iTunes, I'm on CD Baby, uh, George Freeman Jr., um, the record is called Make It Happen. So, yeah, you guys go ahead and get that. All right. Well, listen, yes, my, my, my inbox is blowing up, and, yes, we will get his music to you. If you send uh, – whoever just sent that to me, send me your email address, uh, email address, and I'll send that to uh, George, George from you um, on Facebook. He's a Facebook friend of mine. Just look up, inbox them, and get that information. They're saying we want his music in Dallas, is what they're saying. So we're going to end the show. I am so grateful for you coming on, and we want to end the show with a song that I kind of fell in love with. I'm not sure what album, it, album this is on. Or is it Say that last part one more time. You're breaking up on me. That full project. Say it one more time. TGIF. Yes, TGIF. It's on the Make It Happen project. Okay. Well, is there yeah. anything else you want to share before we play that song? We TGIF because it is Thursday night. It's it's already Friday somewhere, but right now it's just about a quarter to nine here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I found out what Eastern time is on today. You know, I don't know those types of things. <laughs> I, I didn't know what time it, what time it was, but we want to thank you so much for coming on. You're always welcome on the Empire, Mr. George Freeman. 
And this is one of my favorite songs that I learned to love, and I think you'll love the entire project that he has. Anything that he's putting out is coming from a very beautiful place. Um, and like he said, let's support those independent artists because it's very easy for someone to do the footwork for you. But when this is your work, when this is your purpose, this is your gift, it's hard to separate that out um, into just trying to get someone to buy into it. You're just living inside of that. But we're going to help him by playing some Hopefully we'll be able to clean this up on the rebroadcast. Uh, TK, I'm going to hold you to your word. This is TIF with George Freeman. Y'all have a good night. See you on Sunday. 